You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KCCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon and welcome to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony Lynn Collins and Cheryl Ellsworth-Jahani, we are here every Tuesday from 12 to 1 p.m. answering your legal questions. We're talking about different legal topics. Tony and I are two Texas licensed attorneys and we practice all over the state. I know, Tony, you like to hang around Harris and Montgomery a lot, right? But we go all over and... Uh, Waller, Fort Bend, yes. Right? Walker, I've been doing all of them recently. Uh-huh, yeah, I know, me too. It's... Uh, Travis, it's, yeah. Uh, so anyway, we're here every Tuesday, and you can download Google Play and iTunes from MeyerLoneStar.com tomorrow, and you can listen to our podcast. And today, we have a guest, uh, Doug Burrell. He is the host of VeteransAir.us, which follows our show. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good. How are y'all? You ready for the holiday? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of ready. I don't know. Is there a holiday? <laughs> Is no. there a holiday coming up? No, I'm kidding. Not if you're like us and answer your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never get a holiday. No, we're excited. What are you going to do for the holiday, Tony? Um, Anything? I think I've got, well, I'm. you know, we're redoing all our, our wine cellar and our house. And my guy said if it rains, they're going to come help me do more. So we're doing a lot of brick and stone work. So, and then my daughter's just informed me we're having a party tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a party. Mm-hmm. So um, just a little bit of everything. But it's kind of nice when you have a holiday because it's not the same all rat race. I mean, you know, you're going to get a little break because everything's closed. And uh, hopefully our neighbors will all be in and we can kind of get on our bikes and go by and say hi. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. Well, that sounds like fun. So today we want to talk about, uh, well, Doug Mr. Burrell, Doug, is on our show, and then we're going to turn around and be on your show, Doug, at 1 o'clock, right? So we're going to have a two-hour run together. Well, we need the two hours. We're going to talk about Independence Day. We're going to talk about the change of gun laws in Texas. Right. That's a big topic. It takes it more sure than just one show to, to handle. That's true. And we want to talk about uh, the Independence, Declaration of Independence, Dad, don't we, Tony? We were talking about that earlier, mm-hmm. and... You know, the Declaration of Independence is a document that um, is so important to our nation, and really, it's not very taught. I mean, you see it in all these government buildings, but you don't really see a lot about it. And um, so I had a Wikipedia, and you know, July 4th, 1776, everybody pretty much knows that was when it was signed, and you've seen all the, the John Hancock and all that stuff. But then I started really looking into it, and so I did some printouts on it, and I also did a lot of, I got a lot, I pulled a lot of information on Second Amendment rights because they kind of tie together right. um, relative to, you know, kind of fighting for your rights. But, wait, but, wait, 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 i got to interrupt you. Um, did you see the stack that she brings with her? Oh, I did see you, it every <laughs> week, yeah. Did you, did you see this? Uh-huh. I pick and That's choose not that big what for I like. No, it's really not. You should see my office. It's like... You know, four, four feet high. I've got frequently asked questions Your office for y'all is not too. that bad. Yeah, she has a beautiful office. If if, if I'm ever arrested, mm-hmm. I'm going to hire you two because mm-hmm. look, she prepares so well. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. This is not exactly preparation, <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to say this about the declaration because I think our listeners need to learn about why we celebrate July Fourth. It is so important. This is why people are coming over our border in droves to be 
able to be a citizen or even be in America when they could just stay in Mexico and Honduras and, and be it like, you know, and, 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 and till the land. Instead, they want to come over here and be citizens because we've got such an amazing country, right? That's right. And uh, anyway, the Declaration of Independence is one of our nation's most important founding documents expressing the basic purposes of self-government, limited constitutionalism, and what it means to be an American. Below, one can read, and I'm going to read a little bit about this, the original text, as well as uh, consult some other stuff. But I don't want to read all about the text and stuff. Really, what you want to get into is um, the, the document itself and how it came about. Well, before we do that, Tony, who drafted it? Do you know? Um, that was a good question because it's in the Wikipedia that I brought out. Uh, yes, actually. So, so I, I have it. I have it here. Okay, tell me. I know it. Um, it was uh, June 11th, 1776. Congress appointed a committee, the Committee of Five, mm -hmm. and that was made up of John Adams of Massachusetts, mm -hmm. uh, Benjamin Franklin of Pennsylvania, Thomas Jefferson of Virginia, Robert R. Livingston of New York, and Roger Sherman of Connecticut. But there wasn't a Congress because we weren't an independent nation. So who, who, what, what committee of people appointed these five people? Well, I think the those people that were in government at the time. I mean, we had a government, and so they they created this committee. I mean, I don't I don't have the facts on who appointed the committee, but I do know who uh, who was in the committee. Yeah, I just I, I'm always perplexed by how they got it together and did this. They kind of were you know renegades basically. The Declaration was a formal explanation of why Congress had voted to declare the independence from Great, Bit Great, Great so Britain. So Congress voted. Congress appointed so the committee. So there was Congress. Yeah, we had a government. There was, a, there was the Continental... Okay. okay, okay know, yeah, yeah. There was a Continental Congress. Yes. Mm -hmm. Whether it was legal or not... Right. ...depends on which side, whether you're a patriot or a traitor, you fall on. Um, <laughs> but yes, they did get a committee. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, we're going to have to go to King George III and say, hey, mm -hmm. this is what we're doing. We're declaring our independence from you. Right. And why? Right. And yes, they chose a committee. But do you guys know why Thomas Jefferson was chosen to write this? Uh, well, gosh, I guess there could be a lot of different statements about it. But I think the reason that he was chosen to write it was because he was very well educated, very eloquent, a very good writer, and uh, he cared about America. He was the one that had the best penmanship. Okay. Oh, that makes sense, too. That makes perfect sense. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm looking at a draft here. It looks pretty bad. I mean, scribbles really? out. Yep. Oh, it's yep. very much a yeah. line to me. Uh, I think we're looking at a different a huh. different thing. Look your time. Oh, okay. This is what I'm looking at. No, that's the final. There were a number yeah. of drafts oh. before that. Okay. Well, that kind of explains things. Now, um, I have, a, here, I have a, a frequently asked questions. I like that Thomas Jefferson penmanship. That makes perfect sense to me. Um all right, the Declaration of Independence contains a theological teaching because the ultimate source of our rights and duties is God. There are four references to God in the Declaration, okay? Mm -hmm. And do y'all know where they are? You take a shot, any guess at all? Um, Preamble. God is grand, yeah, God is grand given to us these inalienable rights, so that would be in the yes, that's true. preamble, okay. yeah. Yep. It's, I will just give you, I'm just going to read them out because there's only, there's like six of them. It says yeah. four, but there's really like six. The laws of nature and of nature's God entitled, entitled the United States to independence. Okay, so they, they put everything on God here. Because of God's law, the United States should be independent from Great, Great, Great Britain. Men are endowed by their creator with certain 
unalienable rights. And they say men. That's kind of odd. They don't. They weren't gender. They were gender biased here. Or they uh, were gender neutral. Well, they, thank you. Yeah. Gender, you know, I think that was gender neutral. When, when people, because we are mankind. Okay. Man. Okay. Well, when, when people look at these documents, the founding fathers' documents, they look at them and they apply meanings to the words as as they apply today. Right. Okay. Right. But you can't do that to an historical document. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. have to have to apply the meaning of the word to when it was written. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make the document a bad document because they said men. Or a biased document. Meaning men. Right. Yeah. That's true. That's the, the Bible's like that, too. That's yeah. right. <laughs> so, anyway, Congress appeals, quote, to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions. And here they're, they're talking about the supreme judge of the world being God. Mm-hmm. Um, the signers, quote, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, end quote, pledge to each other their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor. So they are pretty much, um, uh, the term nature's God refers to that which responsible for, that of which is responsible for human nature being what it is. Anyway, they're, they're talking about it is a way of speaking of God insofar as God is knowable by human reason. And um, it was a big deal. And, you know, that's, I think that's why we have in God we trust on, on our currency. I don't think that Thanks. was added until... When was that added? The 1950s and God We Trust was added to the currency. I believe so. I think it was during the, the Eisenhower Really? You're kidding. Mm-hmm. No. That's why people feel like they have a leg to stand on to say we should take it off. But it wasn't added. And it was and it was added because of a war we had just gotten out of and some. Yeah, World War II. Yeah. There you go. I'm so glad huh. you're here, Doug. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it says the law of nature is the law and the will of God of nature, which all men are obliged to obey. The law of nature, which is the constitution of God is, of nature, is university obliging. And so this is kind of slanted toward, you know, um, a, a theological perspective. Um, it varies not with men's humors or interest, but is immutable as the relation of things. And that was said by Abraham Williams in 1762 before the Declaration of Independence was written. So that was, they kind of had that, it was geared toward that. All right, so I'm going to give you all some frequently um, asked questions and see if you all know the answers to them. Okay. Kind of get this going, because it's kind of mm-hmm. fun. All right, um, how much is a copy of the Declaration of Independence worth? Any idea? Oh, gosh. I think I paid like 15 bucks for it when I was at the... Uh, <laughs> I have one so from Hobby Lobby. It's Does all that relative. Count? That, that is the correct answer. It's relative oh, on okay. what kind of version that you have. All right. Um, how many grievances are in the Declaration of Independence? Now, tell our listeners a grievance is... A grievance is defined by the Oxford English Dictionary as the infliction of wrong or hardship on a person. Uh, and I won't go on to say how many there are because I want to see if y'all can guess. And so, in other words, you, King George, have you have wronged us, and this is why we're declaring our independence. Right, right. They're griping within the actual document, document itself. itself. Right. How many times did they gripe? I'm going to say eight times. Uh, no, I'm going to have to I, I, I'm take a guess here. I'm going to take a guess here. But I think it was, I think there were like 18 different grievances. That's pretty good. But that, that, this, let me read what the answer is. The middle section of the director, Declaration of Independence list 27 grievances. Oh, wow. Most begin with he has, and he being King George III. Right. The 13th grievance, which begins, he has combined with others, uh, and its nine subdivisions, beginning with four, should be treated as a single unit. Therefore, it is more precise to say that there are 18 grievances. Ah, very okay? good. Because there's nine subsections in one of them. 
and they were really mad. And we have, we're going to talk about some of those grievances about what was bugging them back in 1776. Okay. Um, how many copies were originally made of the Declaration of Independence, and were they all signed? What do y'all think? I believe there were 14 copies made, but only two of them were actually signed. Okay. And what do you think? That sounds good to me. There is only one copy of the engrossed and signed Declaration of Independence in the National Archives in Washington, D.C. The copy was produced and signed several weeks after the Declaration of Independence was first published. It is estimated that John Dunlap produced 200 copies of his broadside of the Declaration of Independence, the first printing of the text. So it wasn't the original, but it was a printing of it. Of that original number, there are 26 known copies of the Dunlop broadside in the world today. The Dunlap broadside did not include uh, various other things. So it wasn't the original, but that means that there's 26 existing copies left and at least 200, like, pretty good replications. I guess mm -hmm. maybe he got, like, when I used to be a cheerleader, I'd go around and get all the cheerleaders to sign and the football players to sign off on these posters that we had. Mm -hmm. So they weren't the original, mm -hmm. but I would go around getting them signed, and then uh, people were all happy, and I don't know if they're where they're swarming around now, but somebody thought they were important at the time. All right. Um, is there anything on the back of the Declaration of Independence? Like mm. in the 2004 movie National Treasure? You know, well, I was just going to say, isn't that the map to, to where the, <laughs> all the gold is at and whatnot? What do y'all think? Yes or no? It's, a, it's, a, it's a, 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 true, a yes or no answer. I think there is. No. Okay. The uh, 2004 movie National Treasure, uh, among other historical crazy things, uh, allege that there is a secret map on the back of the Declaration of Independence. There is no map. You're getting, you are like, you know. But is there anything? <laughs> but there is something on the back. There of you go. And signed parchment. Yeah. A label at the bottom of the parchment reads, quote, original Declaration of Independence dated July 4th, or 4th, July, 1776. The handwritten note gives a real clue into the history of the Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, did any of our founding fathers not sign the Declaration of Independence? Yes, I think someone didn't sign it. Okay. But I don't know who it was. I can't remember. Because there's a lot of family fathers. What do you mm -hmm. think? I would say, guess I would say yes, somebody did not sign it. Okay, um, and you're both correct. Somebody didn't. Try to name just one person or two, because there's quite a few that didn't sign it. I was surprised. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't have known this. Thank goodness I got the cheat sheet. Well... A lot of people think that, that there were very few founding fathers, but in reality, there were a bunch of founding fathers. And we're going to find out about that because, in a minute, too. you, you, you got, got to take into consideration that it wasn't just one person from the 13 colonies, from each 13 uh -huh. colonies that made up the Congressional Congress. Right. I mean, they were duly elected representatives of those colonies, plus other people mm -hmm. that they believed should have a voice in this. Yes. So, but that confuses me though, and that's what we were talking about earlier in the show. Leaders, just uh, leaders. That, that if we've got, if they were duly elected, then they were represented. So why, if they were represented, did they not have some say, and and be able to tell Britain to you know kiss off and you know to be able like right now in the government, if you've got people that are in their smaller communities saying we'd like certain things to happen, and they're duly elected, so they represent the community. Why is it that when they tell this to the government? The government would do it, right? I'm just trying to figure out why. Okay, well, they, they, they weren't duly elected. No, they, they, were, they were appointed they, they, by the they, crown. No, 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 no. The governors 
of the 13 colonies were appointed by, okay. by, by the king. Right. But now the people themselves said, okay, John Hancock, you're going to go out to Philadelphia and you're going to represent our particular area and what we want. Uh -huh. So in that case, he was duly elected through the Congressional Congress. The uh -huh. people in his area said, go forth and, and, and tell, tell the them, governor what we want. Uh, tell the Congress that this is what we want because right. we're going to declare war or we're going to separate from, from England. Oh, okay. but, but, and, and those we consider to be the founding fathers of the United States. The, but the there people were more like people. John Hancock that the people appointed to go to the Congress. That, that's correct. But okay. there were other people that our representatives, our founding fathers, if you will, the people in Congressional Congress said, hey, we need to hear from them also. Today, we call these people lobbyists. Mm -hmm. Okay. Back then, they were, they were representatives of a concerned segment of the population. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and, and this has gone on since the beginning, and this is why we have lobbyists. Or, okay, or so basically what you're telling me, and you're, this is me revisiting fifth grade because I know the law, but I just don't know enough about the history, and that's what we're here about today, so I can learn it too with our, our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, so these lobbyists in the Congressional Congress and our founding fathers were telling the governors in Britain, this is our position on things, and we'd like it to be this way. And King George was basically like, nah. Mm -hmm. Is that how it went down? Yeah. Well, they did that beforehand. They've talked to the governors of their well, particular Well, but that's things. how they got us into situations. That's how yes. we got here. The yes. governors and the, and the crown said, no. Yeah. You're going to do what we want you to do. We're sure. going to tax you on this. We're going to mm -hmm. take away this from that you. That doesn't and, and sound whatnot. unlike a lot of things that happen today, even in the United States, until you really make a fuss because you're not getting Bingo. to the right people. Okay, so that's why we need our second yeah, right, guys, we're but, about later. but this mm -hmm. was very different. I mean, this was so bad that was we bad. actually went to war and killed each other yeah, but, for independence. But England thought they had a right because they sent us over in the ships. Oh, and sure. That they, they, well, they we had were their the, colonies. Yeah. yeah. So why? How come these kids are breaking off from us? We've and and God has made me King George, and therefore uh, the Bible even says if I've been appointed king. And kings have, have the authority to, obey to listen. Mm -hmm. And these little renegades down here said no. But anyway, here's the, here's the answer about the founding fathers who did not sign. I was mm -hmm. very surprised. George Washington did not sign. Mm -hmm. John Jay did not sign. Alexander Hamilton did not sign. And James Madison did not sign. Mm -hmm. Isn't that Dolly's husband? Mm -hmm. Dolly's, that delicious little cake. Anyway, so um, I was surprised none of them signed. All right, so. Um, they, now. Take George Washington, the first president of the United States. Mm -hmm. He was not a duly elected representative in the Congressional Congress. Oh, but there is something about this right here. It says General George Washington was a commander of the Continental Army mm -hmm. and was defending New York City in July of 1776, and that's why he couldn't sign. Mm -hmm. Because the war was still going on when they when they, they drafted and voted the Declaration, the Declaration mm -hmm. of Independence. We were still fighting. Mm -hmm. That was like, like um, I, for lack of a better way to, to uh, describe it, but your homeowners association, you drafting out your changes and then saying this is the way we want it to be, but nobody's going with you. So you're kind of at war until you go in, because you've already got it in place, but you need to go get the votes. Well, they had the votes, but they couldn't get the, the board members to approve it. So so they, they got, I guess they got their Second Amendment rights intact. I don't know if we need to go that far with Homeowners Association, little nonprofit groups. But anyway, as instructed by John Hancock, Washington read the Declaration of Independence to the Army on July 9th. So mm -hmm. after it was signed, he read it to the Army. Mm -hmm. John Jay was a delegate to the Continental Congress in 1775 to 1776 and would later become its president. 
John Jay was not even a really well-known person. Yes, for... he was. He was? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I uh, Hey, listen, Tony, we're going to take okay. a quick break. And after we come back, we'll continue our discussion about the Declaration of Independence. Okay. Thank you so very much for checking out Jazzy Vibes with Soul. What? You haven't done so yet? Well, you've got to tune in. Hi, I am the host of Jazzy Vibes with Soul, Miss C.C. Holmes, and I invite you to check us out every Friday and Saturday from 7 until 9 p.m., where you will get the best in old-school R&B and, of course, a little smooth jazz to make it jazzy. So tune in. That's right, tune in. Every Friday and Saturday right here on Conroe's 104.5 and 106.1 FM or worldwide at IRLongestar.com. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production, has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio. Broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Today we have a special guest, Doug Burrell, and he hosts VeteransAir.us. And it's, Doug, you're only on one Tuesday a month, is that correct? The first Tuesday of every month. The first Tuesday of every month, and so he's on today, right after our show. And what a patriot. He knows his Declaration of Independence and the laws. I'm impressed. Well, I think everybody should, and and, um, I said I was going to do something when we came back from break. And the first thing I'm going to do is, as I do on every single show, if you're curious about the Declaration of Independence our founding documents, the Constitution, we will, Veterans Air, drop us a line, give us a call, send us an email. We will send you your very own pocket edition of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Good for you. I love it. But what I wanted to do is is we're, we're talking about the Declaration of Independence and the purpose of this, Mm -hmm. the purpose of this document was to tell the crown, King George, England, Mm -hmm. that we want to be considered free and separate states. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's summed up rather well in the last part of the Declaration of Independence. And I'm going to read this to you. I okay. quote, okay. this is the way the Declaration of Independence ends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America in general Congress assembled, appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and right ought to be free 
and independent states, that they are absolved from all allegiances to the British crown, and that all political connections between them and the state of Great Britain is and ought to be totally dissolved, and that as free and independent states, they have the power to levy war, conclude peace, contract, <clears throat> excuse me, contract allegiances, establish commerce, and do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred, sacred honor. honor. That's important. They knew, they knew, every single one of them knew, that if they signed this, mm -hmm and they sent it to King George, that they have forfeited their lives, mm -hmm. their fortune, and their honor. Because as soon as they put their name on this, yes. as soon as they contributed to this document, mm -hmm. they weren't patriots. Mm -hmm. They were traitors. That's mm -hmm. right. Insurrection mm -hmm. is what they were saying with this document. Right. And it's important that July 4th, we understand this. We understand that we, as a people, got together and said, hey, we don't like this form of government. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we're going to absolve ourselves from this and form a new one. Think about what's happening today. Think about what happened during the Civil War. Mm -hmm. This is why we celebrate the 4th of July. Not that we've declared our independence so much as that we've declared that as a people, we choose to be self-governed. Mm -hmm. As a people, we choose to live the life the way that God intended us to live. Mm -hmm. That we have the rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Just like it says in the very beginning. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they were willing, that, that while we, where you're saying that, I, remember, I was thinking, wow, that was so brave. But on, it is brave. But on the other hand, they had the, the whole Atlantic Ocean between them and King George. So they had a little bit of a buffer to get away. <laughs> Do you know how they, were, we... they were already fighting, though, when they wrote this. Oh, yes. Oh, they true. were in the midst of yeah, war. Well, they, they, there was a lot of redcoats there, and I, I think that was kind of around the same time. So it was there. But at least, well, I think there was actually so many people here already. They well, no, artists. there were people yeah. here, but they were fighting the War of Independence. Yeah. When they oh, I know, while it. it was going on. Now, to on American soil. To, uh, what the, the recap of what you said, and I love the way this is said, is the signers, and this is just a recap, the signers assert that there exist conditions under which people must change their government, mm -hmm. that the British have produced such conditions, and by necessity the colony must throw off political ties with the British crown and become independent states. The conclusion contains at the core the Lee resolution that has been passed on July 2nd, and that's that um, that they have that they when they sign it, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor, just like you had said. So, um, yeah, that that pretty much just it put the whole thing into perspective. They, so that was a grievance in the declaration that you just read. Yeah, that, that, that was that was what it was about. But oh, some of these grievances are great, and I had never read them. I don't. I, maybe it's because the handwriting was so bad, it was just never something that, that was produced to me before. But the preamble, in a nutshell, and that's the one that has the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, just like you, you eloquently remember just from, you know, from rote memory or however you did, um, uh, um, or maybe the movie. Patriot or a traitor, depending on
depending on which yeah, side of the coin you're Or maybe because she saw National Treasure and you remember the movie. Um, <laughs> the preamble is out, outlines a general philosophy of the government that justifies revolution when the government harms natural rights, which is the natural rights that God's given us. And um, basically what they're saying with the 27 grievances is it's, it's basically a bill of particulars documenting the king's repeated injuries and usurpations of the American rights and liberties. And there, these are the 27 of them. I'll just read a couple because they're great. Um, such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter the former systems of government. And I won't go on, but they're basically saying that the, the king of Great Britain uh, has absolute... Um, I better read the whole thing. The history of the present king of Great Britain is history of repeated injuries and usurpations, all having a direct object, the establishment of an absolute tyranny over, or tyranny, however, I guess from the South, um, over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to the candid world. And here they are. He has refused his assent to the laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. The next one. He has forbidden the governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. I want which, to stop you right there. Okay. Because these two, the first two, are very important when we look at it today. Mm -hmm. The first one says that King George has made laws mm -hmm. that apply to his, mm -hmm. his subjects, but not to him. The mm -hmm. second one says that the king does things to profit himself at the expense of his subjects. So how do we apply that to today? Does our government, because we don't have one person, it's not the president. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, Congress. I, a, a lot of people are thinking the president does this. The president doesn't do anything. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but do, does our form of government today do pass laws that we as citizens have to apply to, uh, uh, have to adhere to, but they do not? We, we know that absolutely is the case, just with the health care. That's ridiculous. But, but does our form of government today do things that profit those individuals at the expense of the citizens? Yeah, how can we have so many people in Congress that come in and they're worth $1,000, and when they leave, they're worth Nancy millions Nancy Pelosi millions. has vineyards, yeah. and, and, mm -hmm. and she, what's her name, Sheila Jackson, uh, oh, yeah. Filthy oh, Rich. Yeah. Well, and, we, just, we can go yeah. on and on about mm -hmm, this, mm -hmm. but, but Everybody. if we look at the, the Declaration of Independence of the grievances of the people to King George, Same and we do a little exploration, is that the correct mm -hmm. word? Extrapolation. Extrapolation, <laughs> thank you, yeah. uh, of to today's time, we see a common theme happening here. And this is why this 4th of July, we have to be careful. We have to be careful about what we're celebrating and understanding what we're celebrating. Because the beginning, the very, very, very first things in the Declaration of Independence, and you didn't get to this, but so, so I want to read this. <laughs> the, first, the introduction is the most important part, and I didn't read it. <laughs> in Congress on July 4th, 1776, the unanimous direct declaration of 13 United States of America, and United, by the way, it's not capitalized, dear listeners, when in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people, one people, e plumis unum, mm -hmm. when it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them to another and to assume among the powers of earth the separate and equal stations to which laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. Mm -hmm. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to separate. They're going to outline all their grievances. 
-hmm. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just power from consent of the governed. Governments have no power. Our government has no power except for what power we, the people, give it. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or establish powers in such forms as to them seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes, and accordingly all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Take a moment and think about this. Lazy. This is what they're saying. Apathy. That's right. Mm -hmm. We will sit here and suffer Mm -hmm. because it's easier to suffer Mm -hmm. than it is to right the wrong. Exactly. And this document on July 4th, that's what we're celebrating. We are celebrating the independence of this country because we as a people stood up and said we will not suffer any longer, that we, the people, are willing to pledge our lives, our fortunes, and our to honor. To work and to recognize that there must be change so we can stop suffering, so we can we can have the life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. Bingo. Exactly. I, I I'll get off my soapbox for you. I think that's important because we agreed that we were the kind of people, mm-hmm. as a group, that would change what was wrong. Yes. We would. And not just sit back and, oh, well, I guess it's bad and, it's just the way it's going to be. No, you got to stand up when something's wrong. And it, and I love the way they say that. Not for light and transient causes, but for the ones that are really important, the ones that you would stand up and for. And I think this is a big difference between America and other countries. You know, we were talking about people. Well, I'm just very... thinking global warming is a light and transient cause when you're compared it to somebody's life. You know, right. But what I'm trying to say is, is that at the very beginning of the show, you were talking about people trying to get here mm-hmm. because we're different. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you say, well, why don't you go back home and fix the problems <laughs> with your country? You land there. <laughs> the problem is they're not. We're different. We've agreed to be different. We've agreed. We agree that we're different in the Declaration of Independence, mm-hmm. and we've agreed to be different. Why don't they go back? You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time thinking about this. Well, they're just. Not those kind of people. Well, I'm when not going to comment they, on this because... because the governments I, uh, yeah. in their country <laughs> won't allow them to... Well, our government wouldn't allow us either, but we decided to get rid of them. Oh, that's so true. If yeah. your government will not listen to you, then take a page out of the American history. If your government is unwilling to govern and, and, and you want to look toward to America as your model... Right. Right then read the re- read <laughs> the Declaration of Independence because mm-hmm. it will tell it's you... It's inspiring. Mm-hmm. of what you should it's, do. It is the, the footprint, it is the, um, the outline of how government should be set up. And if all of these communist or socialist countries, if the people would could get together like our brave founders did, they might have a chance to have the same thing here and not that like what we do. I say like what we do, and I may be a little bit off on this, but it seems like when we go in and we try to help like Grenada or other countries sort of get set up, Iran, the Middle Iraq, or whatever the Middle East, they're not following suit because they're not following with the Constitution. Because they think differently than we do about those fundamental issues. We've agreed Thank you. to mm-hmm. not put up with 
things mm-hmm. that we can't that make us suffer that we can't live with. Right. You know, right. and we're very we're very united. And and that's a good word, united. Mm-hmm. United sinners. That's citizenship. true. That is the difference. Mm-hmm. Because I our think. founding fathers didn't think about an individual. They didn't think about the merchant on Main Street, John Q. Merchant. They didn't think about the tobacco farmer down in North Carolina. That's so true. They thought about <laughs> all men. And when they were founding these documents and the Declaration of Independence and, and the Constitution, they were concerned with the rights of a people. They the, were the, 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 the rights our, of the individual, people. of our people, mm-hmm. of the people mm-hmm. within the United States. And you're our saying documents that, don't apply to, to foreign countries. But what, what, there's, there's a commonality. The reason that you can say all the people, because the tobacco farmer and the merchant on Main Street, they all had the commonality of, of living under God's rules and wanting to do the right thing and, and respecting each other and having that similar commonality. So it wasn't just like a communist, all, we're thinking of all the people. It was, we well, all the have the same philosophy. Well, the don't think of the people. They think of, you know, the mother government. Yeah, but they, you know, just like with Hitler, they came out initially, like, we're all going to be together and be united well, and go Hitler forward. Well, Hitler was a fascist that led a bunch of armies to take over other things, but that's different Hitler, than communism. Hitler, Hitler was not a fascist. Mussolini was a fascist. Yeah. Really? Yes. Never heard Hitler wasn't a fascist before. Never heard that. Hitler came to, came to power by by part of his his rise Mon to power Cuff, was, was, was was saying right. was saying that that do live our lives this way uh german people need more more room um german education and so forth he did all this on the back that we have to have this type of society to fight fascism right. in right, our streets right 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 uh uh-huh. did, did, did you read did you read um, no. Oh, I read excellent. parts of it, but I'll tell you what, um, it was a good sell. It just, he got crazy with oh, yeah. it. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the preamble really just kind of puts it all into perspective, though, because the preamble outlines a general philosophy of government that justifies revolution when the government harms natural rights. And the government for the people, the commonality of people, when they have the, the, the a similar philosophy and are willing to fight for the rights. I don't know why this is not standing up. There we go. So, um, she broke a dick. <laughs> I did. Tony, I I'm never over here. I think it's that one. That one you got to Oh, it, I'm good now. Okay. I've, I've, the magic has worked. Anyway, listen to some more, some more of these grievances. I love them. Um, the king, he is always the king. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature. So I'll do it for you, but you've got to give up all your rights. And then I'll be like your dictator dad, basically. Mm -hmm. Um, A right inestimable to them and formidable by tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with their measures. So he's calling group meetings where nobody could get to, right. and they don't, they don't have access to what their rights are anyway wow. because he's got control over it. Mm-hmm. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness of his invasion on the rights of the people. For standing up to him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected. 
so basically calling off elections, yeah. whereby the legislative powers incapable of annihilation have returned to the people at large for their ex exercise. The state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions from within. So basically, he was controlling who was elected by having the elections called off, manipulating, keeping people in power. So they were in a long state of limbo. So he was the only government that they had back to apathy. Okay, Tony, we're going to take a break. We need to take a quick break here. And when we come back, we'll finish our discussion on the Declaration of Independence. Talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out IRLoneStar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776. Are you interested in learning more about preparing quick, healthy, and safe meals for your family? Would you like to spend time with others learning tips and tricks, along with practicing and tasting nutritious food? If so, the On the Road to Healthy Living Mobile Cooking School is for you. Call Amy Ressler at Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service at 936-539-7825 to find a class near you or volunteer to host a class. This is Rick, TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star, from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back -back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a two-for Tuesday, or a three-for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line, 936-647-3776, or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right, you can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it. Welcome back to The Legal Connection with Tony and Cheryl. Tony and I and Mr. Doug Burrell, the host of VeteransAir.us, are here today. And we are talking about <laughs> the Declaration of Independence. Uh, so, more grievances. This is incredible. Tell me this is not happening in the Ninth Circuit today. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. So, basically, judges are, he's bought them. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass other people and eat out their substance. Substance. He has kept among us in times of peace, standing armies without the consent of our legislatures. Mm. So they're always on the ready, mm -hmm. like to, yeah. if you don't do something right, like there, there's the threat always there that we're your friends, but we can still hurt you if you don't behave. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation. For quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, putting troops among the people so that they're like little spies among your friends, 
so that they can speak his language because they're his paid off little friends. Or they could come and stay in your house and take over your property. Yes. And uh, this yes. is this is why we have a constitution. That's right. We, yes. it, uh, one That's what the, I was one thinking. Of, one of the amendments to the constitution. You can't do that. Says you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And th I love this one. This is so true. For And this all is protected by our constitution. For protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states. So basically they could kill somebody, mm -hmm. not unlike what we hear about in the news right now, and get away with it because because King George said that murder's okay, but that one's not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For cutting off our trade with all parts of the world. So prohibiting them from doing their commerce by passing a legislation that would cut them off if they didn't comply with whatever the government wanted. For imposing taxes on us without our consent. We always hear that. Mm -hmm. But that's so far down the pike if you're going in order of what, what, the real what their grievances were. Yeah. For depriving us in many cases of the benefit of a trial by jury. If that's not the case with summary judgment, I don't know what is. No kidding, Tony. Because, you get a, because you'll get a summary judgment and your, your right to a trial is taken away by the, just the wave of a wand because of because of money behind Are the you power. missed a two-day deadline? Yeah. That's yeah I've got two appellate cases right now that are there because of summary judgment. Right. And there's a, if you fight for your rights in the Texas Constitution as well as the United States Constitution, you have many rights where summary judgment cannot be awarded without, without, the, uh, without the proper... Uh, without the, you know, the all things are in favor of the non-movement, and so that, that certain things are in order so that you have enough evidence that can be reduced. Summary judgments are granted far too often they because really are. you should be able to have your trial by jury. You, you all should do a show about exactly when summary judgments entered into the legal system. As, we as should because it's ridiculous because people are, their rights are taken away by summary judgment because a jury doesn't get to hear the facts yeah. by for, the wave for, of a judge. For mm -hmm. me, if whether it be a, a criminal trial or a civilian trial, if you're going to come to me, mm -hmm. then, you know, me being a constitutionalist, I want a jury by trial. Yes. Why? I, want, I want 12 peers, and I will always win. I will always win. Yeah. If, if you at least get your day in court, that's all people wanted in, the, in 1776. That's what they want today, to be able to produce the facts so a jury can make the determination, not for one judge who's friends with one of the attorneys the attorney. or something mm -hmm. to say, uh, summarily, I'm going to give you a judgment, because that's not what our Constitution allows. That's right. Okay. I, I believe that's unconstitutional. It is, completely. For, uh, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses. So, yeah. so trumping up uh, uh, something and then sending them to a jurisdiction where you're going to be found guilty mm -hmm. when you really didn't do it, but you've got your you've got a peer of bad judges or a jury of people to find you guilty. So unfair, but that was happening back then for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, for taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering the fundamental the fundamentally altering fundamentally the forms of our government. That's summary judgment. That's altering fundamentally our form of government and our laws. Mm -hmm. For suspending our legislatures and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. That's what's happening right now with the legislature. They they, they shut it down before our, any of our legislation goes through. Not necessarily in Texas, because we've got some pretty good guys out there fighting for us right now. We're probably going to talk about that in your show, where they've stood up for us like the... Um, 
the the Jones Preservation Act that we had that preserved the 1488. The people that, uh, they that fought for this, yes. that, that, that that's affecting them. We, um, I, I know a lot of them. They come over to uh, to my house to do uh, do knitting with my wife. Hey, <laughs> Yeah, that, that 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 is a big. It thing. was a big deal because big, big Texas A and M wanted to put a, a uh, one of their satellite schools in part of the forest, and then we had Senator, I think it was Crichton, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, that was sort of supportive of it. But then we had Representative um, Toth who came through with all of the petitions from the people that said, "No, you got to save this forest that was put here in 1923," and it worked. It actually worked, and they mm -hmm. saved it with the Jones Preservation like, Act. Like I said, I, I I know a bunch of these people, and uh, um, I would have not been as calm as they are, um, as they are, or as they were, um, if you're coming to take my home. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, I I hope that you have more determination. Well, we lived off 1488, and it was a big deal. They had lots of petitions working. I just didn't think it would work because, it's, you know, everything's so political. But it worked, and now our, our forest is saved, and I'm just so delighted with that legislation. See, Dawn, see, Lucas, I do think of you guys. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, uh, he, being the king, has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. So if you don't behave, I'm going to, do, to find against you every way that I can. And that's what he tried to do, but they had they bore arms and were able to get around it. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. That hasn't happened yet, but it could happen if we didn't have our Constitution and they hadn't fought for their rights. Um, he has constrained our fellow citizens, taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country. And I remember all about that, Meet Me on the Bounty, and where the king was telling people, I've got your ship now, and now you are going to fight like happens in all wars, you're now my prisoner, and if you're going to die unless you fight, I think that even happened with the Texas independence with Santa Anna, you're going to fight uh, against your people or I'm going to kill you. And that may have been what happened at Goliad before Santa Anna slaughtered everybody. Um, but I don't have enough on Goliad except for I know that they were all brave and um, just heroes for Texas or we wouldn't have been independent had it not been for that, uh, I guess, them protecting us and then Sam Houston coming through in 1836 and finding Santa Ana sleeping with the Yellow Rose of Texas or whatever that story was. I think that's how it went down. But um, I, I could get, that could be, that's a whole show in itself, our Texas independence, because I'm just so proud of it. And mm -hmm. it wasn't that long ago, 1836. Right. That really wasn't that long ago. That's like three good generations behind us, mm -hmm. uh, three or four. Um, now, the king has excited domestic insurrections against us. He has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless India's savages who have known rule of warfare is an in, undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. Now that, I'm, am I reading that right? That sounds kind of confusing to me because they did come over and we took, we took the land from the Indians. Uh, so you're applying, you're applying today's, um, our wonderful engineer Dick is telling us, you guys need to wrap this up. <laughs> Okay. Oh, yeah? Okay. Um, he's, do, he's doing this thing. Mm -hmm. I will just say that the, it, the, uh, the, the, the denunciation in the uh, Declaration of Independence, the section essentially finishes the case for independence and the conditions that justified revolutions. If you read it, they basically are concluding on why they needed to declare independence. And they went forward, and it was voted for unanimously, and the rest is history, as they say. Okay, but we're going to take a break, and then we're going to resume with Doug's show, Mr. Burrell's. Uh, veterans air uh, thank you for listening to legal connection with tony and cheryl thank you for being a guest on our show today and we want to remind you to always serve god by serving others have a great Ooh, uh. week yeah
Thanks for checking out this show on Lone Star Community Radio, Montgomery County's community radio station. This show is owned and produced by Lone Star Community Radio and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. For more information about the show, to be a guest or to sponsor, just contact the studio at 936-647-3776 to leave a message or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com.